You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. (laughs) And one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add songs from Spotify directly into your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi everyone, I'm Lexi Lombard, the host of the Lexi Podcast. This is episode two, and I hope the audio is fine. I would love to say that it's going to improve, but it's really based off of COVID. Once COVID restrictions are down, I will be able to record this podcast in the Spotify office, but until then, it's just me in my bedroom in New York City with the street noise in the background, which I had a few messages on Instagram saying that not only did you not mind the street noise, but that you actually found it comforting. So that's a silver lining. Thank you to those who feel that way. I don't know if I personally feel that way, but I love that. I love that not everyone minds. I was in a really good mood in the last episode. I was feeling myself. And so this is actually my second time, sort of, I'll explain, recording this episode. So last week... Oh my god, was it two weeks ago? I drove home for Thanksgiving. That feels like time is so strange. Anyway, I was driving home 
and in the car I was in a very similar mood to the mood that I was in the first episode that I filmed and I was like hell yeah this is perfect I'm in the car alone I'm the vibes are here the energy is here I'm going to record this so I click record and I just start going for it. I love what I'm saying. I'm I'm admitting to some sins. I'm giving some funny stories, giving it my all. <laughs> but it was it was kind of effortless. Like it really flowed. Anyway, did not take into account that I was racing down a highway. Um, so obviously there's going to be whooshing of a wind from the speed of my car on interstate in the background and the audio was just pure shit. I was so mad at myself because like, how is that not the most obvious thing? Like you, the audio is going to be horrible. So here we are a week or two later, sitting in my bedroom, ready to discuss this dark and dreary winter that we have ahead of us because I think we're about to go into lockdown again and sure it's a little depressing but we have to talk about it because in some ways it's all we're talking about in other ways we're kind of denying it the entire year has just been so interesting um you know you still tune in on the news and it says dark and deadly winter virus surging I even saw a news article recently that said desperate plea for blood pint of beer for a pint of blood a new york bar i guess you could give a pint of blood and they would give you beer oh my god i don't know it's really really freaky abc even had a news article something like today more people in america died of covid than in the world trade center on 9-11 and then this morning i watched this california representative make this whole long speech about how we need our freedom and how this lockdown is taking it away and it's unfair and I was so upset by that because of course of course no one really wants this but like can we not just give a little bit of ourselves to the greater good it's very anti-american of us like we're so based off of individualism and freedom of choice Whereas a lot of other countries are very community based <laughs> they will give themselves to their country we won't we're like, no, I want to be able to decide for ourselves, for myself. And I don't know if I like that. A little bit of me, <laughs> maybe more than a little bit. I'm, I don't know if I'm like shamefully admitting this, but I kind of would like my choice taken away for this because it's gotten harder. When we were in lockdown and proper quarantine, I had no choice but to stay inside. I had no FOMO because no one was doing anything, but once restrictions started being lifted and a little bit of freedom came back, bars opening up, outdoor dining, indoor dining, things got tricky because everyone ultimately got to decide for themselves and you had to decide what you were comfortable with and then things got tricky because maybe my friends were more comfortable with things than I was and then I was missing out on things in life just became less fun whereas when we were all in lockdown we were all struggling together but at the moment we're all living very different lives and it's been so interesting for me to look at everyone in my life people my age people older than me and see how they've handled this it's been eye-opening i'm not going to ditch anyone as a friend necessarily for their behavior during this but i'm not going to forget it i definitely have friends that I am just so shocked by their carelessness. Like they don't wanna stop living the life that they were living last year and all the previous years. They wanna go to weddings, they wanna go to rehearsal dinners, they wanna go to parties. And then I have other friends who have 
truly not seen anyone or hardly left their house at all this year, I definitely fall somewhere in the middle. But at the beginning, I mean, when this first went down, we thought, so I live in New York, and we thought there was going to be a mass exodus. Like, the bridges were closed down, I believe, at one point, and you couldn't come in or get out, and so a lot of people started leaving. It was so scary. I stayed. I'm in Brooklyn, and I stayed, and little by little, friends would go home, and it got to a point where my roommate, his family was like, you need to come home. And they invited me to come with them. I couldn't go to my own home. I don't want to go into too much detail, but I I have, my mom is in the immune compromised um, group. And I guess that's all I'll say. So it just wasn't a good idea for me to go home, especially with the amount of knowledge that we had. Well, I really have morning voice, so please bear with me. I haven't spoken very much today. And once my roommate left and I chose to stay here, which you're probably like, why? Why did you do that? Why did you not go? Um, A little bit of a tangent that we'll take, but I want to take us here. It's not like totally a tangent. I'm totally fine saying this. I have dealt with mental illness in the past, depression, nothing else. And I always wondered how much I could handle, like what would what would make me rise into a better person or what would make me self-destruct and nothing like the potential apocalypse could teach me that and maybe that sounds a little nuts but I mean realistically at the beginning we were in panic mode no one knew what was happening we were (laughs) buying out every roll of toilet paper in the country and we thought that this was kind of the end I mean one of my friends just spent days crying because he didn't know like should I be in New York for the end of the world or should I go back with my family and be with them for the end of the world we didn't know um so I guess I wanted if it was the end of the world to test myself before I died (laughs) that's so bleak I didn't actually think I was gonna die I remember sitting in my apartment looking around and thinking wow if this is the end or if this is the apocalypse I have a heated and air-conditioned apartment. I have a beautiful view. I have a fridge full of food. I mean, I've got amenities. So I'm not living in the wilderness right now having to fight people. I'm just chilling in my apartment, getting to watch TV and play on my phone and do a puzzle and bake banana bread. So if this is the end, okay. So maybe it made me like be a little bit of an optimist. So from March through May, I was alone, like seven weeks by myself, didn't know how it was going to be. So I figured I would vlog the process. I think I needed that to say to stay sane. If you want to see the entire 15 week series that I made on my YouTube channel called Alone in New York City, it is all there. I did not beat around the bush whatsoever. I did everything from documenting my delusion where I was running around with too much lipstick and curtain bangs in my apartment with a psychedelic shirt listening to Casey Musgraves. I also have a vlog where I'm just sitting on the floor in my living room just yelling about how angry and horny I am and I just can't shake either feeling. It's all there. I really went through all of the waves and from March to May I saw just New York City struggle. I mean I was still grocery shopping with gloves on 
because we didn't know how the virus spread. We didn't know if it could spread through surfaces. And I would get my groceries and go into my apartment, leaving the groceries in the hallway, get a wipe, wipe down everything that I bought before bringing it in. If I ordered anything online, I would open the package in the hallway, recycle everything, and just bring the like the unboxed product into my apartment. It, <laughs> I can't believe that I was living like that, just taking so many precautions. I would change my clothes every time I got in the house. I would strip and wash my clothes and shower. I could not find a mask. I paid $15 for a mask, like the ones that you buy in bulk on Amazon now, because they were unheard of. I mean, at this point, take a shot every time I say I mean. (laughs) At this point, we knew someone who was working in the NYU hospital using a coffee filter as a mask. Remember, Central Park at this point was a hospital. Things were dark. Dark. Oh, this was also something to paint a picture. When I went to go to the pharmacy to pick up my medicine, my pharmacist stuck his hand out the door with my medicine. He said, we're not letting anyone in. We'll figure out your payment later. Just take it. He handed me my medicine out the door. Arm out the door. Things were rough. And then May and June came around and freedom came a bit. I'm pretty sure outdoor dining and like bars started opening up a little bit. And that was fun. It was scary, but it was fun in the sense that, okay, like things are available, but we were all hesitant. Like, do I want to go to a bar? I remember my friend and I went to this place in Bed-Stuy, <laughs> kind of having fun. The thing is like once alcohol ended my, entered my system every single time, I wanted to break the rules. So I tried not to drink that much during quarantine, um, which interestingly enough, when left to my own devices during those seven weeks where I was alone in my apartment, I could count on one or two hands the amount of times I smoked or drank, which was kind of refreshing to know that it's not that important to me. It's just kind of like a spice to my day. It's, this, it's the spice of life, but um, not not the spice of life. What am I trying to say? Like, uh, it's not the meal if we're looking at a plate of food. The, the substances are not the meal. They're just like the little seasonings it's like a fun part but totally not necessary and that was a nice refreshing realization but anyway my friend and I were at a bar and we were drinking and we were kind of close to people uh distance wise we were not necessarily socially distancing ourselves just because the bar didn't really accommodate for that and it felt wrong but also we thought okay if it's happening maybe it's okay Two days later, that bar shut down. All the bartenders had COVID. So it just really showed that we weren't ready. Um, And then in July and August, right before July, I decided I'm ready to head home. So I'm going to properly quarantine, like really not see anyone and go see my parents. I needed to. It had been six months, maybe more. I probably hadn't seen them since Christmas of the previous year. So July 6th, I drove down, which July 6th in itself could be an entire episode. That was a movie that day. Truly a movie. Um, Made it. And for July and August, that was a perfect specimen because like I said, my mom falls into the immune compromised group and it was not worth it. I don't want to put my mom at risk. Like that, absolutely no party, no activity, no 
place in the world would ever come before my mom and I I it just it was so easy and effortless for me to say no to everyone and everything I didn't see a single friend while I was in Virginia because it wasn't worth it and I my mom dad and I all agree like we will always have that summer it was beautiful in its own way I mean my mom dad and I think all sort of thrived a little bit during this experience I think everyone was a little bit unsure if we were going to come out a better person or a worse person and I'm proud to say all three of us have come out better people my parents have really taken on their health which is great we discovered the love of swimming or rediscovered I did swim team growing up but we would go to the pool every single afternoon for 45 minutes and swim laps and we loved it so much that we now have gym memberships to the indoor pool that you can reserve lanes at. So every time I go home now, I get to swim laps there. So that's been really fun. My dad and I would go on sunset bike rides. And I think for myself, I think everyone, what am I trying to say? A lot of people when growing up, you know, in high school, you start hanging out with your friends more than your parents. In college, when you come home, a lot of times you just miss your friends. So you want to spend time with them and not really hang out with your parents as much and so making the decision that I wasn't going to see friends I was only going to hang out with my parents ended up being so special I just took a break to sip my coffee now I'm back July and August really beautiful really glad to have spent those two months with my parents it was funny seeing my parents figure out this (laughs) COVID situation like just navigating everything because I don't know this is just such new territory like my dad several times like we'd be going on a walk and he would obviously want to talk to the neighbors and I'm just like holding him back like six feet six feet six feet and he's like Lexi okay fine Jesus like because we didn't know how serious anything was I got so mad at my dad when we were driving to the beach so the one vacation I got to have which was so wonderful um feel totally safe about it don't think I put anyone in danger we took a road trip, my mom, dad, cousin, and I, because that was basically my crew. I saw my mom, my dad, my cousin, and my grandma, and that was, you know, the dream team. So my cousin, my mom, my dad, and I drove down to my uncle's beach house, and my dad had to pee, and so we saw a rest station. I was like, you are not going in there. He's like, yeah, I am. I was like, no, you're not. That is COVID infested. He's like, Lexi, I'm going to go in there to pee. And my dad is not an outdoorsy man. Not at all. He definitely likes to stay clean. He likes the finer things in life, which I totally respect. But I was like, you're going to pee in the woods. He's like, no, I'm not. I was like, well, do you want to kill mom? (laughs) I'm such a bitch. He's like, just clearly deer in headlights when I say that. And so I made him pee in the woods. And he was not happy about it. Walking back like, I got bit by mosquitoes and whatever. I was like, well, you kept mom safe and she can live another day. And my mom's like, can you not? Like, can you not make me this person? Anyway, so we drove down to the beach and it was a, (laughs) it's just going to make me sound like some asshole, but it was a private beach. (laughs) So it was really nice and safe. Shout out to my uncle, hashtag bridge uncle check. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, It was really, really, really nice. I love the beach. It's made me reconsider New York City high key because every reason that one would move to a city has been taken away. I mean, technically at the moment it's open now, but it just feels weird. It doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. 
And I moved to New York, obviously, to go to the museums, to go shopping, to go to all these amazing restaurants, to be in crowds, to be at the park. And all of those places feel uncomfortable. Sometimes in the past, crowds would stress me out, and now crowds gross me out. It's the worst. Yeah, it's really the worst. Oh, we can backtrack a little bit. Um, Do I want to? Okay, well, the beach was really fun. (laughs) And then we came back and basically we're just pretty chill for the remainder of it until it was time for me to go home. This was around September. And I'm glad that I was gone for July and August because that sort of was when things began to open up, but we didn't really know how we felt about it. Then I came back in September and I wasn't around my family, so I became bad. (laughs) I was not behaving well at all. I'll say it. I'll say it. I would give myself an F. March through May, A+. May and June, B-. Freedom came and I I was trying to take part in it. Uh, July and August, A+. September, F. Solid F. COVID who? (laughs) Give me COVID or give me death. Sorry, that was so insensitive. Just because, oh, I take that one back. That was wrong. But I was, I didn't, I just stopped caring. I had reached a point where, what did it have been? Six months? And I'm like, I want to party. I want to live my life. I'm an American. I deserve my choice. I don't even think these things were conscious. I just started going out a little bit more. It, it happened quite naturally, you know? A friend and I would go to the park. And then we went to the lot. <laughs> That shows how New York City nightlife has become. The lot is a fence with gravel on the inside that you can sit at like one of five tables and buy a drink and sit there and drink. Or you can sit on the street on the outside of the fence and have your night there. It's really riveting. Anyway, went there a few times. One time, (laughs) my friend's boyfriend was like, y'all want to go to a party? He may have even said the word rave. I don't remember. But either way, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I want to go to a party. Absolutely. Let's go. We take an Uber. Roll up. It's gigantic. Guys, there was hundreds of people there. Hundreds. And I would say 0% of them had masks on. And you know what? (laughs) I showed up at a rave. And the reason I left, I was there for 15 minutes. Went to a rave for 15 minutes during a global pandemic. Anyway, hey, I'm literally here putting myself out here, confessing my sins. Anyway, this, it gets so much worse. I didn't leave because people didn't have masks on. I left because most people there were underage and ugly. (laughs) I'm so bad. I'm like the worst person. Okay. Ew, I hated that I just said, I'm so bad. I feel like that referenced some Amy Schumer skit or something. Where, like women are sitting around a table and they're like I had a piece of cake today I'm so bad I had two pieces of cake today I'm so bad um <laughs> I went to a rave for 15 minutes I'm so bad I left because they were underage and ugly <laughs> I said to my friend I'm going home I'm calling an Uber do you want to come and I left and that definitely stirred up a little spat in my household for sure. My roommate's boyfriend was like, what the fuck were you thinking? Rightfully so. I don't know. I wasn't. I was being, I'm so sorry. So I laid low for a little bit after that, but definitely I went out with people. I went on 
I, I don't want to talk about it. It wasn't good. It really wasn't good. And then October came around and I was invited to a Halloween party. And honestly, I was like, fuck you to everyone that invited me because it was a party of 20, 30, 40 people. I don't even remember. And I went to a Halloween party last year and it was my favorite party all year, debatably. I love a house party. Nothing gets me going like a house party. No matter how fancy the bar, lounge, club is, I will pick a house party every single time. If it's a nice, like not even a nice, as long as it's not a disgusting, like frat-like house with my loved ones, I'm there. My friends, friends, that's the best. So anyway, I was invited and I was going back to Virginia to vote anyway. And so I thought about it. And my mom was even like, you know what? We can social distance. If you go, you you haven't seen anyone. You've, you've literally not seen anyone in Virginia all year. You should go. Thought about it. And then I was like, no, I can't. I literally can't. That's uh, that's so stupid. It's so selfish. It's definitely not worth it, which I haven't even said this yet. I haven't had COVID yet. I don't know how because the George Floyd protests, how did I not get COVID then? That doesn't even make sense. For the amount of people that were there, I was in a 20,000 person protest one day. How did I not get COVID? I don't know. Um, but I chose not to go to the Halloween party. And then a few weeks ago, my friend texted me and she's like, good thing you didn't go. Someone with COVID came, didn't say anything. Now a bunch of people have COVID. Which is not even like, damn, that was a close one. It's like, that's exactly what everyone has been saying. Don't have a party. That is how COVID spreads. And the worst part about it, which kind of goes back to how difficult this is for Americans based off of like this massive individualism in our identity is that people can get with the program like fine if I get COVID that's fine but it's so easy for everyone to forget that's not the problem sure give yourself COVID the problem is that you can give it to people and that is where the flaw is because it doesn't just stop with you it's not like you get it boom oh well like you get it and everyone else that you've interacted with can be affected by it it's so, it sucks. Like, I'm just some stupid 24-year-old girl. And the government's letting me decide what I'm comfortable with? You're telling me there's like a widespread virus all over the globe and I get to pick what I'm comfortable with? That just doesn't seem right to me. I shouldn't be left to that decision. Seriously, I'm not opposed to a second lockdown. Maybe that's controversial. Maybe that's not. I don't know. I think it would be good for us. I think getting rid of that choice where we're not wandering off of our own willpower could be a great thing. I just... It's so annoying. This whole thing is so annoying. So the first time around when we were in lockdown, everyone was panicked. Everyone was scared because no one knew if this was the end of the world or not. We didn't know what was going to happen. The second time around, now that California is in lockdown... um. Who else? I feel like I was thinking, isn't someone else about to go into lockdown? I'm not sure. I'm sure New York is about to as well. Um, but anyway, the second time around, I think everyone's just pissed. Everyone's just really mad. Everyone's angry because the first time wasn't good enough. And so now we have to do it again. I remember my therapist and I talking about it at the beginning. And she was like, how long do you think it's going to last? I said, probably till next summer. Which at this rate, that could be right. I don't know. I'm sure the repercussions of the economy are going to last at least a decade. 
who knows it's so oh this whole thing sucks the the way america's handled it sucks we have no leader that's the problem we are all just wandering around like idiots blindly having no direction (laughs) i know biden has this 100 day of mask plan but he's not in office yet so it's not being implemented we literally need someone to tell us what to do because we're not doing anything about it it's clearly not working and the economy is struggling that's a huge thing all these small businesses can't the government just like i don't know pay us to stay home like (laughs) please i don't know i like i said i'm just some idiot 24 year old wondering when this is going to be over so that's a little bit of my covid life some of my covid confessions anything else i want to get off my chest before we get into some questions how has the mic been because i've been leaning forward getting really passionate so if it's getting you know louder and quieter that's on me like i said episode number two i am still very much a rookie but how have you been you know (laughs) have you been good? Have you been really good? Because I'm sure the way that I'm looking at some of my other friends who have behaved so poorly, not even friends, like I said, people of all ages who have behaved poorly, there are totally people in my life who are looking at how I'm behaving and thinking the exact same thing. There's definitely tears to the behavior. I think giving myself a grade was like a great visual for that. Um... I do think there is a way that you can be doing too much to the point of your own demise where if you know that you struggle with mental health and you decide, well, I have to stay inside forever and always, that's the only way to save the country. No, you can go outside. You can. You can take walks. You can see people at a social distance or you can socially distance with people. I don't know if that's the right terminology. There are ways to live a nice-ish life under these regulations of course that this is not ideal i don't want anyone to think that i'm like hell yeah lockdown's the best but in some ways it's not the worst i think what's worse is kind of right now this horrible in between where we know we're making things worse we're not truly satisfied with um what we're able to do like i don't love going to restaurants like don't get me wrong i love restaurants but I don't love going to them right now because it feels icky. It feels like I'm doing something wrong and I'm hurting people. So it's not like I'm even getting the full enjoyment of the experience, even though I'm eligible to have it. I need a breath. You should take a breath too. Should we take a stretching break? Reach your arms up unless you're driving. And move to the side, move to the right side. I'm leaning to the right side. And now I'm leaving to the left side leaning i think i said leaving oh my god my stomach just growled i hope you didn't hear that it's fine um so if we do go into lockdown again or if you're already in lockdown i think it's important that we ask ourselves how are you going to handle it this time because you do have data to look back on you know maybe you're a student in school and this time you're gonna say all right well I wasn't getting dressed in the morning. I was doing school from my bed in my pajamas and that didn't serve me. So this time around, I'm going to get dressed in the morning, brush my teeth, maybe even do my hair, hell, and sit in a chair and do my school. Or maybe you knew you needed to slow down. You knew this would be a great opportunity to relax, but you were so panicked and anxious over 
the unknown of what this was going to lead to that you couldn't actually relax and maybe it's time to slow down and actually give yourself and your mind and your body and your spirit that break or maybe all these past years you've been rushing around the holidays getting your quarter four work in that you haven't been able to really put time into your holiday gifts for people and maybe this is a great time where you can really give people thoughtful gifts write them beautiful cards wrap them in beautiful wrapping paper or whatever you choose to do maybe that could be something to do maybe you want to learn something new what are you going to do differently this time how are you going to handle it what changes can you make what worked last time what didn't how are you going to spend your time i think that's a great set of questions to sit down and ask yourself write it on a piece of paper whatever it is at my evaluation from this year was one when the going gets rough, I will rise to the occasion. I'm so proud of myself. I will give myself that because I was so terrified that I remember thinking about this a couple years ago that I could never live alone. It's really nice to know that if left alone, I won't do harm to myself because I think it's really easy for those of us that have struggled with mental health or are struggling with mental health to kind of fear ourselves, to be afraid of what we're capable of. And if left alone with no one looking, how we could behave. I think it can be really scary. And knowing that I took care of myself and rather than harming myself, I became my friend was one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned about myself. And I'm that lesson would have only come with this. Not that I'm saying I not that I'm saying this is a good thing. The Godforsaken Rona has so many negatives. Um, but it would be wrong of me to have this entire episode and not have any silver linings mentioned. I personally learned to really get along with myself. It's been a process. I was in therapy for two years and this is the best I've ever been. And I think the time alone really gave me time to explore myself and and what I like and how I operate uh, it was good it was good for me I also learned that I am not fully giving myself to the cause I'll give my country about 80% I'll give 80% away and I'm gonna keep 20% to myself and I don't know if that's the smart thing to do but evaluating my behavior this month that I mean this year that's been about what I've done I would give myself a b for the year There's totally people doing so much better than me, but like I said, I went to a rave for 15 minutes, but I still went. It doesn't matter how long I was there. Um, I definitely celebrated and broke some COVID rules when Trump lost. What else? I feel like there was some pinnacle days. Oh, the protest, obviously. Still so confused how I didn't get it. That doesn't add up. Those were some fun days too. Like it just was so beautiful because we'd all been fighting for our own cause in our houses. Like that's how we survived COVID. Hang on, I need to breathe. When George Floyd died, it was no question. Everyone was running into the streets. That was so clearly wrong that it was without a doubt an effortless protest to begin. Um, So everyone marching through the streets, it, it was... 
it lasted for weeks and it was amazing. I know a couple of friends and I, we were in like the top, the first like 25 people probably of a 20,000 person protest one day. That was wild. I remember being home one day and I was putting cookies in the oven and I see that there's a giant march happening down my street. Turned off the oven, grabbed my phone and keys, ran downstairs, just joined joined the protest, called my friend. I was like, come right now. They're on the street. They're on the street. Get here, get over here. And we just marched for like an hour. It was it was just so nice to be around people again and similarly there was a lot of parallels like people doing things for the greater good but just having faces around just working towards a bigger cause I think revived me another thing was the seven o'clock clap I don't know if that was just a New York thing but every single day 7 p.m to 7:01 p.m people would hang out their windows get on their fire escapes get on their balconies bang pots and pans cowbells blow whistles cheer clap like for the healthcare workers which still my heart goes out to all the healthcare workers my heart goes out to anyone who's lost someone anyone who has someone right now who's suffering it's not fair it really isn't and hearing some person like me talking about the social life they want to have has to be such a punch in the stomach and I know this needs to be fixed. Obviously, I don't know how, but I just know right now whatever we're doing is not working and the only person I can control in this situation is myself. So I want to make sure going into the second lockdown that I know what I need to do to make sure I stay sane and mentally healthy, how I need to communicate with people, what I'm comfortable with, and make those choices now so hopefully this can be over with in the future i would love to hear some of your covid confessions because tell me that i'm not the only one who's you know broken the rules a little bit i'm telling you it's the alcohol i remember one of the first days my friend and i we met up we were like do you think it's okay if we hang out like do you think that's all right because at this point i hadn't seen anyone and we got a bottle of wine and we drank at the park. And I remember being so scared. Both of us were like, is this okay? I don't know. And after a few glasses of wine, I was like, let's call everyone. Let's see where the party is tonight. Like, it's not okay. So I know for myself, keeping alcohol to a minimum is going to save me a lot of um, a lot of problems. A lot of, like, potential uh, selfish situations. Let's get into the questions. I'm so excited. Seriously, every time I go to Instagram and I see that someone's tagged my podcast or tagged me and a photo of the podcast on their story, my heart flutters. I'm smiling so big right now. Just the idea of someone listening to it. Because of course, I know that you're listening. I know you're here and I know that you're hearing me. But in a literal sense, I'm just sitting here in my bedroom shouting to my phone, like saying everything bad I did this year. Uh, So to hear or see that you listened and you liked it makes me so happy. Uh, So my Instagram is L-E-X-I-E and I asked for questions on there. And the first one I'm going to answer is something just nice and lighthearted. Jessica O'Neill asked, what type of mascara do you use? There's a brand called Say, S-A-I-E. 
Say Beauty, they make a mascara that is so lovely. One of my all-time favorites was their Real by Benefit. However, it's next to impossible to get off. It, you have to scrub your eyes so hard. It's a miserable process. Whereas this makes my lashes look pretty similar. And it's so effortless to wash off. A little bit of some cleanser. Even just a little bit of water and you can get it off. It's so nice. I need to take a sip of coffee. Next question. This is from Anonymous. How to get over the guy you never dated. So I actually answered this question in a cook and chat video on my YouTube channel. But basically the reason this sucks so bad is not even because you're getting over the person. You're not getting over the guy. You're getting, or person, we'll stay with that. Um, you're getting over the disappointment of not seeing this experience through. You were laying the groundwork for what you thought was going to be a relationship. And instead, you just have a cliffhanger. So you're mourning this cliffhanger of not getting to know what could have been, you know, the birth of your efforts. So it sucks. Um, how to get over it? Realize that you're not getting over the person. You're getting over the disappointment of what never was and uh move on from there pitch i got anxiety asked what advice would you give yourself as a senior in high school signed a senior in high school i would say pay for the dual enrollment of your ap classes because even if you don't think you're gonna go to college you might a few years later and you're going to wish that you could have gotten credit for those AP classes that you took. And I didn't. And I, it's, they didn't count. I didn't get credit for them in college. So if I could go back, I would pay for the dual enrollment to get college credit on my APs. Emily Connard asked, how you haven't been pulled into the basic influencers you've always been unique oh um i definitely am basic i definitely at least like a huge or a component of me is a basic girl for sure um i think the problem is is that inherently being basic is going to be shallow because being basic means appealing to the masses and only very shallow aspects can appeal to the masses that's all we have in common and it's so important for me am I recording oh my god okay thank god <laughs> um it's so important for me with this platform to just share everything it might bite me in the ass one day even this episode itself could bite me in the ass I just want to give everything to you because I I'm learning every single day and I'm growing every single day and I want to tell you what I've learned thus far or at least explore ideas and maybe that's how I've not been basic. I also do kind of have like just a natural creativity when it comes to, I don't know, like content. Not to say like I'm super original, but I do like coming up with my own ideas I don't know. Does this sound weird? Does that sound kind of like egotistical? Maybe not. <laughs> Sometimes I'm telling you when you're doing these things, you talk and you're like, did I black out? <laughs> like, do I even know what I'm saying? I think I know what I'm saying. Okay. Demi.Kirsten.Raquel said, how to date but keep your independence. 
Huh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like when I date, I do a really good job of not absorbing myself into the relationship. I really keep a nice like balance between guy and friendship. Like I don't abandon my friends. I also care about my alone time just being an only child. No siblings here. I've just become accustomed to alone time, so that needs to be carved in. Um, so just make sure that you keep keep what was in your life before this new person um, and add them in. Don't, don't leave your life for them. Lauren Weimer asks, what would be the first thing you would change about the U.S. if you were president? <laughs> I would pay everyone to stay home. I would like figure it out. I would get this economy, you know, in a place where small businesses could safely close and they would be okay to reopen. That's so important. That's what I would do. I would find a way to just pay everyone to stay inside. Uh, Sharia 59 asked, advice on finding a career you love when you don't know what you want. I work in retail and I'm over it what do you want I mean how do you like to spend your free time right and it's hard because a lot of us are so addicted to our phones that maybe we aren't spending our free time the way that like our true self would want to because our phones are so addictive and if you were to eliminate that from the equation what do you like to do are you crafty you know do you like do you like um I don't know, fashion, do you like the outdoors? Do you like drawing? Do you like talking with people? Do you like politics? Just find the things that, I maybe just do a deep dive into your recent life. Like look into your Google search history and see like what you've been searching. Look at your recent video history on YouTube and see what you like to watch. If you're not aware of what your interests are, that could be a great place to start just so you have a little bit of self-awareness on how you like to spend your time and maybe that could give you an indication on your interests and taking your general skill set, you know, things that you're good at with your interests and then finding a career that encompasses both. Okay, A dot... Okay, so Amanda Odell asked, maybe advice on self-compassion... Last episode, someone asked me my opinion on the word fat, and I brought up the idea of body neutrality, and I think self-compassion, the first step is self-neutrality, like not hating yourself, not loving yourself, but just becoming neutral with yourself, and with becoming neutral with yourself, you'll begin to sort of like yourself, and then you'll begin to love yourself. It's a gradual process, but Don't try to go from hating yourself to loving yourself overnight. It's kind of impossible. In terms of self-compassion acts, I think following your intuition and really becoming in tune with it because your intuition will truly guide you in the right direction every single time. You know deep down, I know deep down when I'm not spending my time how I should or I'm not hanging out with people that I should be or I'm not living where I should be. All of those things I can feel and I know better. And whenever I start listening to it, I start feeling better and I start, you know, trusting myself and loving myself. Emily 
131 asked, how do you get over a bad day or a bad mood? Okay, hot take. Hear me out. I love a bad day because there's emotion to it, right? Like bad days, too many bad days in a row is never a good thing. But when you just have a full on everything is going wrong day, nothing is going your way. There's so much energy with that. And it almost feels good to just kick and scream for a day and just yell and be upset and just feel every negative emotion you've been feeling, anything that's been bottled up, just like let it out that day and live it. I kind of love when those come around. Now, the worst, in my opinion, is just like a less than 100% day where you're just feeling a little eh. You just have a little less energy than normal. Those are my least favorite because it just, it feels so lifeless whereas there's a lot of life in a bad day and I kind of enjoy that so how do you get over it you just lean into it you just really say okay if that's how it's gonna be I fucking hate this and cry and yell just do it all okay Bridget C Fleming asked how to feel okay about taking the day off when you need it the usual you deserve it feels untrue this kind of goes back to intuition Intuition lets you know, and self-care is, um, you know, self-care and intuition are knowing when it's time to sleep in and when it's time to get up early. It's, you know, when to take a break and when to keep working. And if you feel like you're not in tune with that and you've been ignoring your intuition, um, that's step one. But how to feel okay when taking a day off? Well, my first advice is like making sure that you do need it. But second is, if you haven't had one in a while and you're on the verge of burnout and you're not being productive, how does that not logically make sense that you need time off? If you're regressing, you should take a day off. It doesn't even take that long to recover. You know, if you're someone who needs time alone to recharge or you're someone who needs breaks in the workday, sometimes literally one day off is all you need. Just like to truly give yourself a break and that doesn't necessarily mean spend all day in bed which sometimes it does sometimes it means just going out and having a good fun day going to the park reading a book drawing taking the subway into the city and that's really specific to new york um you know going shopping just doing something that's enjoyable to you is another way to take the day off or if you just want to watch movies all day that's totally fine all right dreamy loves asked what vitamins do you take? I take biotin or like the hair, skin, and nail vitamins. I take a multivitamin. I take calcium because I don't really like dairy that much. Um, and I take radiola, which is good for muscle recovery and stress. I also take magnesium at night. Wow, I actually do take vitamins. I take care of. They sponsored a video and this is not a plug it is a plug but it's not like a sponsored plug i got so many cool products from them so like i got this oat milk collagen creamer there's a ton of other stuff so if you're curious about some if you're into supplements and stuff it's my work from home morning routine i show a bunch of cool things that i got um if that's of your interest but those are the vitamins but the no 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 those are the vitamins that i take wanisa jack wang oh god that can't be right unless it is then like that was just needle in a haystack luck how you've managed to save 
Wait, how you manage and save money, best wealth building tips in your 20s. All right, wealth building is, I guess, somewhat similar to saving. Saving is a component of wealth building. I'm not qualified to give you wealth building information. Of course, the classics, Roth IRA, invest, download Robinhood, that whole thing. But I saved up a ton of money when I was in high school. And that really propelled me in such a good place for my adult years because I didn't pay rent in high school. So I would just rack up cash and not spend it on anything. And then once I moved out on my own and I was making more money, I would just use the money that I was making on my expenses and then just kept what I had saved in savings and rarely had to dip into it. Of course, like financial situations change and things, but that's just been my personal experience. And moving from there, I think I just have really good money habits because my grandfather taught me when I was really young, a lot of good saving habits. Oh, this is so good. My mom had this great thing that she did, and I'm totally going to do this to my kids when they're this age. But when I was in middle school and started going out with friends by myself and our parents weren't with us anymore for example someone's mom would drop us off at the movies my other friend's moms would hand them 20 30 dollars and say give me the change my mom would hand me 20 30 dollars and say you can keep the change and so what it did is when my friends would go to the movies and they had to give back the change they would get as much as they possibly could they would get the popcorn the candy they would play the arcade games whereas i knew that i could keep the money for something else So I would only get what I really wanted or what I really felt I needed at the time and I could use the money for other things. And that just taught me saving and not this like, I have money so I want to spend it all because who knows the next time I'll have money again. It just was like, let me spend it on what I want, save the rest, use it for when I care about something else and move from there. Someone said, Vapid Angel, I would love to hear your thoughts on astrology. Astrology pisses me off sometimes. I find it so annoying and frustrating. Um, Just because it can be so limiting and just so simple, like really simplifying who a person is and just putting them in a box. (laughs) Just the way that other people respond to each sign. And they're like, oh, I don't like this sign. Oh, I like this sign. I don't think it's crazy to believe that every person who entered the world at a certain time of day, certain time of year, certain time of month would have something in common. That doesn't seem crazy to me. Why wouldn't they have something in common? Just from a spiritual perspective, that being said, there are so many experiences that happen to us while on earth (laughs) that shape us into who we are. And to boil it down into just a few categories... I don't love it, you know? I've looked at my chart before, had like a mild reading on it, and I'm like, yeah, sure, like a little bit, totally. I just think that we're all just so much more multidimensional than our chart. I think we also can just like expand and grow, you know? If your sign says that you're a natural born leader, but that's just not your vibe, don't feel like you need to change just to fit your chart or vice versa. If you feel like you are a natural born leader, but your chart says, you know, like you're soft and you're sensitive and, you know, you're, you're really like whimsical and someone who's meant to help others or, you know, whatever I'm, whatever it's saying, if you feel kind of opposite to it, don't just lean into your chart because that's what this one set of beliefs is saying. Like lean into what feels right for you. So astrology, like kind of fun, I guess, but ultimately I don't love it. (laughs) Hot take. Sophie 
Sophie. <laughs> I thought it was going to be so Sophia. Sophie James asked, as a creative collaboration is so important, have you struggled creating alone during this time? Um, well, I always create alone. I just sort of been the YouTube vibe the whole time. I film, I edit, I'm the creative director, I am the businesswoman, I am I do the whole thing. I wear every hat and I would love to expand, but that also means giving up control, which is not something that I'm totally comfortable with. I would really really have to trust someone that they know my my creative vision, that they know my style. It was not hard for me to add management to my team just because I have absolutely no business skills. I mean, just like, you know, intuitive ones, but I have no business degree. I'm not a professional at that. I'm not a lawyer. So having a lawyer to look over contracts, having a team to negotiate and work through all that stuff is perfect. But the creative side, I'm not so good at collaborating. It's not that I don't want to. It's totally fear-based entirely. I think I would love it. But have I struggled with it? No, because it's all I know. How many more questions do I have? I could go on all day. Paulina Gomez asked, what are some daily rituals that keep you sane? Hygiene. Hygiene keeps me sane. You wouldn't believe the mental breakdowns that are avoided by taking a shower and brushing my teeth. Seriously, have you ever been on the verge of a breakdown and then you hop in the shower and you're like, wow, is this all I needed? Was it that simple? Yeah, other daily rituals, an alarm clock. You would be so surprised how much my life has improved by having a wake up time. It's really given me somewhat of a bedtime and knowing that my alarm's going to go off at that time every day has been so good for me. Fox girl asked, I'm hot, but nobody will date me. I'm confused. Well, girl, we are in a pandemic and it's just not a priority right now. So don't worry about it at the moment. You know, work on yourself, live for you. Don't think about dating right now because if there's any time not to date, it's right now. Taylor with a ton of periods and underscores asked how to spend less time on your phone. Well, this, my friends think I'm crazy for doing this and they just don't understand it. But like this works. Okay. When my friend and I are getting gas or whatever, and I want to run in to get a snack, I'll leave my phone in the car. I don't need it when I'm shopping for M&Ms. And when I'm running a quick errand, if I'm at my house and I'm running to the bodega to get something, I'll leave my phone at home. Or if I'm hanging out in the living rooms, I'll just leave my phone in the other room Just getting used to not having your phone by your side is step one. So give that a shot. I'm telling you, run little errands without your phone. It's really fun. You feel like you're, oh, there's just such a sense of freedom. It's so nice. Um, Line, how am I going to say this? Linnea Muriel asks, how do you stop eating shit during your period? Well, you have to find things that you love as much as junk food that aren't junk food right? So a smoothie, a really beautiful colored, delicious smoothie with fruits or fats, you know, like maybe make a peanut butter chocolate one or make like a strawberry cherry one or a really nice green smoothie with pineapple and mango and spinach, something like that. Also a really colorful salad, 
maybe it's even worth it to splurge a little bit during your period on some like nice takeout like going to a fancy salad place there's this place called la botiste la botaniste in the city and it is so good it's just like really really nutritious beautiful picture of gwyneth paltrow owned a sweet green and that's what the restaurant is um it's delicious so how to stop eating shit during your period start finding really nice nutritious food that gets you just as excited hannah hannah's hara bowing i'm the worst hannah hannah shara bussy oh my god how did you afford uni well my parents are rock stars and they paid for it like how amazing is that literally so amazing the trade-off was that i only went for two years because i went to a very expensive school but i have no debt and no regrets so how did i do it like it was a gift it was truly a gift and i'm so thankful for it bella bore me for wait bella bore romeo 444 asked how do i fall back in love with graphic design started five years ago and i feel disconnected to it well, why do you have to fall back in love with it, right? If you've if you've fallen out of love with it and you did it five you started five years ago, maybe it's time to move on to something else. Do you have to keep doing it? I don't know, maybe ask yourself that. And if you don't, move on. And maybe if you move on to something else and in your free time you find yourself doing graphic design again, maybe you just need to stop doing it for a living and that made you fall in love with it again. On that note, I think it's been a lot of time. I'm going to leave you with that as the final question. Anything else I want to say to you before you go? Thank you so much for listening, for sure. And thank you so much for 100 reviews, ratings. I would love to get 200. Can I just ask for 100 reviews every single time, every single episode? Can 100 more of you do that? That would be so sick. My Instagram is Lexi if you want to participate in future Q&As. I've got some juicy episodes. It's so hard because I really do want to give everything to you. I want to give it all. I want to share everything that I've ever thought that I think could be beneficial with you. And it's just tricky because I don't want to be irresponsible with this podcast. I think in this particular episode, the only one that I may have, you know, hurt is myself just admitting to some less angelic behavior that I had this year but I don't think I'm giving any like maladvice in this particular episode but for example I do want to make an episode on drugs but I have no idea how you know what I'm saying because I don't want to sit here sharing my experiences having them sound so positive that someone goes off who has an addictive personality and you know ends up spiraling because of me So those are things, that's an example of like something I want to talk about, but I have no idea how. Um, Next episode should be pretty good. I'm excited for this. I love you all so, 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 so much. I will see you very soon. XOXO, Lexi. Mm -hmm.